Bez Hashem continue with Brochus Daf Yudam and Beis and the top of the Amud. Amr of Chanon. Afil Balachaloimois. Oimeloi Loodam Lemachor Humeis Ayimna Atzmaim in the Rachamim. Okay, so even if the Balachaloimois in the dream, a person is being told he will die, he should not hold himself back from davening to Hashem for mercy. Kibaroyim Chaloimois Vahavolim Udavarim Harbeki Ezelakin Yore. Now, when the Pesach is being brought here to say that there are a lot of nonsense things that pop into dreams. So don't be concerned about what the dream says. Let's pause for a second and remind ourselves that the last discussion we had on Yud Omer Aleph on the bottom was that with Chizkiyo Melech Yehuda, a conversation he had with Yeshaya ben Amoitz, the Navi. And Yeshaya told him, that mace out of you're going to die and you won't live. Now, there's a rule in life. If you're going to be dead, you won't live. That's how life works. So why does the Pasuk have to say mace out of So the Gemara says, we saw yesterday, you won't live here in this world and you won't have Oilam Haba as well. That was yesterday. Then, Chesio said, well, what are you talking about? What did I do that's so bad that I'm going to die twice? This world and the next world. I won't live in the next world. So, he said, because you want to sack the Purevu. You, you, you saw, he tells back that, uh, Chizkiyahu said, well, I saw that if I have a child, it's going to be the biggest Rishayim. It's going to be the worst evil people. That's why he says he didn't want to get married to have this child. So, Yeshaya told him, you mind your own business. That's Hashem's business. You do what you have to do. Hashem will do his things. Now, the next the next conversation was that Chizkiyahu says to Yeshaya, okay, so you know what? I have an idea. You have a daughter. I'll marry your daughter. We have, between the two of us, your schus, my schus, we should have wonderful children. So Yeshaya says, you're missing the point here. It's already been nigzer, it's already been decreed, it's going to be a bad situation coming from you, but you have to get married and have children anyway. I do like that. Okay, fine. That's not for now to discuss the ins and outs of it. So, so, what happens next was, Chesio says to him, Yeshaya, do yourself a favor. You and your prophecy go. Because I have a Messiah for my great, great grandfather, who was David HaMelech, that said, Even if you have a sharp sword resting on your neck, don't hold yourself don't hold yourself back from davening. And now that's where our Gemara picks up from here as well, where we have the same point where even if a person is having these bad dreams, so nonetheless he should still daven to Hashem. And then bad dreams say that person is going to be dying; he's going to be dead. He should still daven to Hashem. There's no such thing as not to daven. Okay. So miyad immediately. What did Chizkiyot do? Vayosef Chizkiyot ponavelakir. Chizkiyot faced the wall. And what did he do at the, at the kir, at the wall? Vispal el Hashem, he daven to Hashem. He daven to Hashem. My kir, what does kir mean? Amr Shimon ben Lakish, mikirus liboy. He daven from the depths of his heart. From the depths of his heart. Shinemar, meyay meyay achilo kirus libi. For my innards, achila, idav, and kirus libi, from the depths of my heart. 
Rab Levi Omar al iski hakir. What does kir mean? Kir means al iski hakir. What does iski hakir mean? On the dealings with the wall. Amr lefanov ribanishuloylam uma shunamis shuloy asza el kir achas ketano. Just like by the shunamis, which we'll explain what that means in a minute. The lady of from Shunam that she only made one small wall and you brought her son back to life. My great-grandfather, which is Shloim HaMelech, Shechipo Esaheicho Kuloi, that that was laid in the whole entire base of Migdash with the Heichol, the, he beautified it with gold and silver. How much more so? Nor to understand what we just spoke about, this line here, we need a little background. The background is as follows. So we go to Navi now. I know we just announced we're starting a new Navi share. We're going to Navi. The Navi Elisha was traveling. And the Isha from Shunam, Shunamis, right, said to her husband, let's make a room for this person who is, found out afterwards he was a holy person, as the Gemara will tell us later on, and he's Ishkabish. Let's make a room for him. So I'll have a private place. So we can see in the Gemara, one of the things, that one, one of the opinion, is what they did was, they, they made a wall, let's say in this room, from one end to the other end, and then they had his private room. So, Chizkiel was saying, if when it came to, and then what happened was, her son died, and then Elisha Hanavi gave the green light that this child should be resurrected, be brought back to life. Fine. So now, Chizkiel, the Melech, the king, says like this, he says, if by the Isha Shunamis, she puts up one wall, and that brings back the schus, the merit of the child back to life, my great-grandfather, Shleimah HaMelech, who made the base of Midrash, the Heichel, look so beautiful, how much more so, should I have the merit of coming back to life? Meaning what? Of living, because we said, he was told he's going to die, he was also deathly ill. So that's what he was diving for for uh, for life. Now, they ask a question: Why is it that Chizkiyo didn't just turn to Hakadosh Baruch Hu and say, "My great grandfather built the base of Mikdash," mm-hmm. right? The Isha Shinamis, she built one wall. My great grandfather, he built the whole entire base of Mikdash. We know Shlomo Melech built the first base of Mikdash. A very good question. So one of the answers they give is because. He was commanded to build the base of Megdash. He was Mitzuva. So it, for him to say, in the merit of the fact that he fulfilled what he was supposed to do, it's not such a great fulfillment. It's just a great merit. But he went beyond the letter of the law to beautify it. That's why Cheskiel specifically said how he made it look so beautiful and gorgeous. In that merit, I should, I should live. Back inside. Allah has come fine. So now the pastor says, Zuchar no es asher hisalachli lefanecha, beemes uvolei sholem, vahatoi benecha sisi. So now Chizkiyo turned to Kashbar, who remember, please remember me, that I followed in your footsteps, in, in your ways, with honesty and a complete heart, vahatoi benecha sisi, I did what's good in your eyes. In other words, in that merit that I did what's good, so I should be healed. Yeah. So what does it mean? My, 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 my,
Shesamach Geulu Litfilo, like we learned previously in the past few Dapim, that he connected Gal Yisrael to Shmona Esra. Now, Levi Omar Shekarna Sefer Rufuis. Now, Levi says that he took a Rufu, a book of medicine, which had the, the answers, the antidote for all illnesses. And he was gone as he hit it. Now I know we're all thinking here, thinking like, why would you do that? Yeah. You have the cure of every illness, so why would you hide it? And the reason was because in those generations, what they started doing is they started putting their trust in the book of Rafuas as opposed to Hashem. They were making this uh, a lack of association. They disassociated the fact that Hashem is the one who is the source of the Sefer Rafuas. So he hid it. There are six things that Cheskiyo HaMelech did. Three out of the six, they agreed to him. Necham agreed that he did the right thing. And three of the six, they did not agree to what he did was appropriate. What are the three that he did that are appropriate? He hid the book of medicine. And they agreed to this approach. Kosas nechash hanachoshes. He crushed the nechash hanachoshes. What is the symbol of medicine to this generation today? What is it? Snake and a pole. Comes back, goes back to when? To Moshe Rabbeinu. Whoever looked at that snake, that copper snake, was healed. What did they do? They were making a mistake once again and saying, oh, it's the copper snake stick that Moshe Rabbeinu made that heals the person, not realizing that it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu that heals the person. Okay. So what did he do? What did Moshe do? He crushed it up. He crushed it up. He got rid of it. He destroyed it. Now what did Chizkiyot do? Chizkiyot destroyed it. Vohaiduloi. <coughs> and they agreed. What's the next thing? Girer He took his father's coffin and he dragged it around town on a bed of ropes. And they agreed, you did the right thing. Okay, let's go to the next piece. No, actually, let's not do that. Let's explain what's going on here. Okay? His father was a Russia Marusha. His father was a Russia. One of the evil kings throughout the history of Klai Yisrael. And in order to give his father a kapara, an atonement, he embarrassed, disgraced his father after his father died. And this way, he gave his father an atonement. Okay. And they agreed to him. Now we discuss the three that they did not agree to. What are the three things they did that they did not agree to? He was having a battle with, I believe, Sancheirev, and he closed up, Cheskiyo sealed the dam, the, the waters of Gichoin, and his intention was that he is going to stop the supply of water against the enemies, so then they're going to lose. If they can't drink, right, this is one of the ways they go to war. Mm-hmm. Where else do you find that this is how you go to war? Where else do you find there's a way to go to war? Well, well you don't find something for the future where you find something, right? Where else do you find in the past history that you stop the water supply when you go to war? So the Mepharshim explained, what was the first maka in Mitzrayim? Mm-hmm. Blood. 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 What did it, what did it affect? It affected all of the water. 
That's in the Midrash to explain. Because when you go to war, you stop the water supply, and that's one of the reasons, one of the first makas, the first maka was dumb, blood. Okay. So this was Chizkiyahu's intention. However, the Mepharshim say, the Chacham said, you know, you did something wrong. Why? What did you do wrong? On his great Madriga, we can't relate to this. On his great Madriga, he should have trusted more in Hashem. Okay? So that's the first thing he did that we say, that they did not agree to. Okay. The next one is over here. The next one is over here that he was Kotzatz Dalsois Heichol Shigarm Lamelech Asher rather Vishigram Lamelech Asher. He cut off the doors of the Heichol and of the storage house of, of the gold and the silver, some explain, or of the Heichol itself, and he sent them to the king of Asher. Why did he do this? He wanted to, as a peaceful uh, gesture, that there should not be any wars with each other. However, they did not agree to that approach. Now, we all know that there are some years, like this year, where there's an Iberior, which means there's an Adar Sheni. Okay, there are two months of Adar. What he did was, after he became king, so there were only two weeks to Pesach, and he said, we want to purify everybody so they can eat the Karim Pesach, the Tahara. He said, but there's not perhaps enough time because they were tummy. So he added an extra month. The problem was, he did this, as we'll see, on the day which you're not able to add the extra month anymore. Now, we're going to see that on the 30th day, every Jewish month either has 29 or 30 days. The 30th day of Adar is already, possibly, it could be Nisan. Right? So, Cheskiyahu said, oh, it's the 30th day of Adar, it's still Adar, we can add another month. What he did was, the problem is, the halach is not like that, that once it's already the 30th day of Adar, which Avram Gedalia is already what? It could be Nisan, it could be Nisan, right? Right? In, in certain years it could be Nisan. So if it could be Nisan already, so then, what happens is, it's considered to be, it's too late, you can't make an extra month. So therefore, they did not agree to that, what he did. Let's see that inside now. Learn that the Pasuk says that this month should be for you. In other words, Nisan, that you cannot make, um, once it's already Nisan, you can't add another month. Because Nisan is the first month. He made a mistake in Allah of Shmuel. The Amr Shmuel ain't ma'avin as a shana. V'yam shloshim shal adar. Hoyil v'roi l'koivoy Nisan. So Shmuel's halacha was, you cannot make an Iberior, add another adar, if it's already a 30th of adar. V'roi l'koivoy Nisan. And technically it can already be the, the, the month of Nisan. Savra, he held, hoyil v'roi l'yamrinan. He was under the opinion that Roy Loyamrina, we don't say that that uh, if it can be the thirtieth of the month, that that's not a, that he felt it's still a reason you can add another month of a second other. Okay, we now continue the next piece of the Gemara. Amr Rabbi Yehuda Mishum Rabbi Yehuda Ben Zimra. Kol Hatoyla Bischus Atzmai. 
Whoever is toile, whoever relies on his own personal merits, then they don't listen to Tfilas because of his merits, but rather because of others. But if a person turns to Hashem and damns to Hashem in the merit of others, then Hashem will answer him in his own merits. Okay. That's what the Gemara just said. Now, where do we see this? relied on the schus and the merits of others. Shinemar, the Pesach says, Remember your servants, Avram and Yisrael, Yaakov, so then, Akash Baruch Hu was Tolloi in his merit. Shnemar, Vayaymer, Lahashmidom, Lulay Moishe, Bechiroi, Omar the Peres, Lafan of Lahashiv, Chamosa, Mihashris. So you see, Akash Baruch Hu said, In your merit, I will not destroy them. Cheskiyahu told Bishus Atzma, Cheskiyahu was told in his own merit. The Chseev is the Chorno, as I shall have selected the Fanech, like he said above, that Cheskiyahu said, Remember how I walked before you. Therefore, Hashem said, we will not answer your tefillahs in your merits, but rather in the merits of all the shnemar, David Avdi. I will answer you for my sake, in the sake of David, my servant. What does it mean that says in the Pazak? Mar hu loy. What does it mean? The pasuk says, "Lisholim for peace." Mar li, it's still bitter. Mar, it's still bitter to me. Bitter. What? What? If it's peaceful, is why is it bitter? So the answer is because Hakadosh Baruch Hu told him, "You're going to be answered, but not in your merits, not because you deserve it, but in the merits of others." So that's that's you're going to be answered, but but the pain was it wasn't because of your merits. Okay. So we see from here. That a person, when he downs to Hashem, very practical. We don't turn to Hashem and say, Hashem, I was such a nice person today. I gave someone a chair. So therefore, please, it's only $750 million. Only $750 million. Can I please have the winning lottery numbers? It's just seven numbers. You can give me seven numbers. So we don't dive into Hashem in our merits. But we do dive into Hashem in the merits of others. So one of the ways to do it is in saying in the merit of the people who are mice and nefesh in your mishpacha, Akirash Hashem, they they sacrifice their life. Please answer me at my tefillahs. Okay. Good. Let's see further. The Gemara says, Nase no alias kirk tano. So the Isha Shunam is going back to that case where the Isha Shunam is said to her husband, let's make for this man a kirk tano. What does it mean, a kir kitana? A small kir. I don't want to t- define it as a wall, because we'll see, not everyone agrees that it's a wall. Well, we'll see. Rav v'shmuel, is ma'achloiz between Rav and Shmuel. Chad omar aliyah, pruah ha'yusah, v'kiruah. One opinion says that there was an aliyah, pruah, an attic with an open rooftop, maybe like a porch, and they enclosed it. So now they now he had his private room. The Chad Omar Achsadru Gedoy Lohayusah, like this big maybe foyer area, Vichalkul Shnayim, and they divided it with a kir with a wall into two. 
So the Pasuk makes sense according to the Manda Amr that says that they added a wall to the room. They made a Kirkatana. They made a small room with one wall, right? You take the wall down and divide up. Now you have two rooms. That's his private room. But according to the Manda Amr that says that they, there was this like attic and there was an open porch and they made a roof. My kir, what does it mean kir? What does the word kir mean? So it doesn't mean the wall, but shikiruha, but they made a roof. That's what it means. They made a roof for Elisha the Navi. So now we're saying that makes sense according to the opinion of the person that says aliyah means aliyah, means like the, the, the top floor. According to the opinion that says that there was a foyer and they made a wall down the foyer, my alias, Mu'ula Shebabatim. The word alias means, in the Pasuk, it means, Nasala, no, alias kir, alias means they made the nicest room for him in the house. Mu'ula Shebabatim. The word alias means the nicest room in the house. Then the Pasuk says, we should place for him a bed, a table, a chair, and a menorah. It wasn't Hanukkah time because that was a source of light. Now the Gemara makes a statement in the name of Yitzchak. A person who wants to derive benefit from other people, he's permitted to do so. And it, and it's not gaiva. And the person who doesn't want to derive benefit from others, he's also permitted to do so. That's also not gaiva. That's also not arrogance. Say, ah, oh, you know, your stuff's not good for me. And Amr Abi Yechon, what does it mean? Shom Beisai. Over there was his house. That wherever Shmuel Haramasa, Shmuel Hanavi went, he took his house with him. He carried his pots and pans and all of his household necessities. He took it with him. The Toimer El Isha. Now, the Isha Shunamis, the Pasuk says, said to her husband, Hine no yadat ki ish elakim kodeshu. This man of God is a holy person. He's a holy person. How do you know he's a holy person? Amrabi Yoyisi Brabchanino. Yoyisi Brabchanino says, Mikan Shahaisha. You see from here that the Isha, the wife, has a better way to discern the guests over the husband of the men. Now, it's interesting that the Gemara doesn't discuss that there's a Bina Yaseya, or this extra sense of Bina, of, of, of uh, intellect that women have, but that's basically, in essence, what, what Gemara is telling us. So the one says, Yoyisim in the Ish, Kodoshu, he's a holy man, Mino Yodo, how does she know he was a Kodoshu? Rabbi Shmuel Chadomar, there's another Machlis between Rabbi Shmuel, Shloy Rosa Zvuv Iver al Shulchanai, because there was never a fly that went over his table. So where do the flies go? Flies go to the dung. That's where flies reside. There, here, there was never a fly that hovered over his table. So there's, there's many people say over from a Moshe Feinstein's that Salah when he was in the mountains. In fact, I think my, my, I heard this from my father also, um, uh, that he's with us right on the line, that, that, um, and others as well, that by Ramosha Feinstein's that Salah in the mountains when he went to the Catskills in the summertime, so what do we all know is there? You got bugs everywhere. At least whenever I sit down, you got bugs everywhere. So 
by Ramosha, when he sat down outside to learn, when he was outside, no bugs around. No bugs around. There are many people who were made like this, by Ramosha Feinstein. People always think Ramosha was, was a great god uh, of the Paisik, but he was a Kaddish as well. <laughs> he was a Kaddish as well. That a sheet, a, a sheet of linen, a bed sheet was placed in his bed, like Ross, a carry, Allah, he never had an emission that was found on a sheet. He was Kaddish, but his servant, Gechazi, was not Kaddish. As the Pazak says, went went. What does it mean? That Gechazi touched the, the breasts of this Isha Shunamis. And obviously that's not an appropriate thing. And that's the the Gechazi, the student, actually falls into the category in the Mishnah in Sanhedrin of one of those people who lost a share in the world to come. He really lost a share in the world to come. Okay. Then the Pazak says, Ivra Aleinu Tamid. What does it mean, Ivra Aleinu Tamid? Amra Vasi, Rabchenina Mishum, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. Call Hamareach, Tamad Chacham, Mesaych Beisay. Mahanehu, Minachosov. Whoever has a Tamad Chacham in his house as a guest and gives the Tamad Chacham from his Nechosov, from his property and his items, and he helps out the Tamad Chacham. Male Olaf, Akosov, Kilu, Makriv, Timidin. It's as if he brought carbon tomid. This ties into our Mishnah Brurish that we just gave, that when you eat food healthy in proper way, it's like you're eating carbon tomid. Did we not just say that? See how this connects? Simon Kof Ayin, Kof Ayin Aleph, to what we're learning over here. Should not send in a high place in Davin, but rather in the low place we The Pazak says, From the depths I call out to you, Hashem. And the practical application of this, sometimes the people are the people are diving and there's a bima, it's a little high, let's say a step up. Sometimes it's many steps up. So for a person to go like five steps up, that's that people don't really do that to go down. But even one step up, people should not go up higher and step on on the, the steps. Of uh, or, or the elevated places and daven when everyone's lower down. All right, that's what we're learning over here. because there's no height when it comes to above Hashem. from the depths I call out to you Hashem. says to the oni that he has to daven from a low place. The oni is a lower place. In his, in his, in his heart. When you dive in, you have to put together your feet when you dive in. Shnema, I this is the source in the Gemara of putting your feet together when you dive in. Shnema, Viragleim, regularly shorter, by the Malachim, by the angels, <coughs> says their feet are one leg. Regularly shorter. What does it mean? It says in the pasuk, "Don't eat on the blood." Does this pasuk sound familiar? This is exactly the pasuk I said we had in the Mishnah That once again we are going to have in our Gemara and Brachas Dafir on the base. What does it mean? When it says, "Don't eat on the blood." Don't eat before you daven for your blood. In other words, this is the source. In the Gemara, that tells us you cannot eat a nice, healthy breakfast before you daven. Now, if a person has a medical condition or a person is naturally very weak, 
and your Pasha can't daven, so there are leniencies. But generally speaking, one should not daven, uh, one should not eat before he davens. Whoever eats and drinks and then he then he davens, all of a cause of Aimer, on him the Pasuk says, You threw me over your over your back. But don't read a gavecha over your shoulder, rather that the person expresses haughtiness. The person who eats before he davens to Hashem, he expresses haughtiness. After this person fills himself up and is haughty, now now he accepts upon himself the yoke of heaven. <coughs> That's obviously not appropriate, says Hashem. Next piece. Gemara says, Rabbi Shua Aimer Gimul Shoy. So this is going back to our Mishnah, where in the Mishnah it says, Rabbi Yeshua said, you can recite Kriyashma in the morning until three hours of the day. Am Rabbi Yehuda, Mishmuel, Halach, Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yehuda says in the Mishmuel that Halach is Rabbi Yeshua, that you can say Shema until three hours of the day. So Shema is until three hours of the day, and it's important to know for the next piece that davening is until four hours of the day. Then the Mishnah said that one who recites Krishna after the third hour of the day, he doesn't lose out. Now, he does lose out on the actual mitzvah reciting Shema. But it's as if he learned Torah. So Gemara says, Amrav Chizah, Amrav Ukva, just as long as he does not say the brachas of Kriyashma. In other words, he's saying he can recite Kriyashma, but he should not recite the brachas of Kriyashma after the third hour of the day. To which we're going to say that's questionable. There are those who disagree with that because it's still within the fourth hour of the day and you can still daven. So that's what the Gemara is going to say now. Mason has asked a question. But we bring a brayso that says that a person who recites Shema after the third hour of the day, he can still, he is permitted to recite the brachas of Kriya Shema, and therefore we end with a question on Rav Chista. The other say Rav Chista says as follows: It doesn't mean when the mission says loy hisid that the person did not lose out, that he did not lose out on the brachis. In other words, Kriyashma, he did lose out on, which makes more sense in the fact that he actually lost out on Kriyashma. But the brachis of Kriyashma, that's what the Mishnah is referring to, that he did not lose out on. We also learned, in the Braith, he did not lose out. What does that mean? It's like a person who reads the Torah. He's learning Torah. But he can recite one bracha before and one bracha afterwards. Meaning that's referring to Brechus Krishma. On Ramani, some Ramani tells us, you see from here, greater is one who recites Krishma in its right time. Even more is even greater than one who Isaac Since we had as he see this, how does Ramani see this? Since we said in the Brayis, it's called the Hakari B'Tayra. 
since we said in the Mishnah that a person who misses this man of Kriyashma after the third hour, it's viewed as like a person just learning now. From here we see that one who recites Kriyashma in its right time is even better than one who's learning Torah. We'll stop here, pick off with the next Mishnah on Yudam Bay is the next year, Mitzvah Shem.